This is a quick disclaimer. Although the wise investor is trying to educate people on personal finance, what we talk about on the show is not actually financial advice for your personal and unique situation. Before trying to do anything with your money, always consult a professional. Hey, this is Anthony. And I'm Sal. And you're listening to the Wise Investor Podcast, where we help Canadians become more financially literate one post at a time. This is What They Did Not Teach You in School. This episode of the podcast was recorded on May 2nd, 2018. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of What They Did Not Teach You in School. We got yours truly today and our special guest, Cody Skripkowski. Got it right. Thank you. He is a realtor in the Toronto downtown core, and he's been very kind to come on the show today. We're super happy to have you. Thanks, Cody. Thanks for having me. Happy to uh, show face anytime I can. Yeah, so it's good to have you on because we want to get a downtown real estate perspective on how things are going. A lot of people our age are either moving to the city because they're working there and they want to buy a property or rent or lease a property. So it's great to have you on to ask a couple questions, get your perspective on it. Absolutely. Happy to answer anything. So first, I just want to say, uh, ask you a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you come to Toronto to be a realtor here? Absolutely. I'm from Ottawa originally. Went to school in Kingston and took a business and marketing program. Effectively, wasn't my scene, wasn't my style. I always knew I wanted to get in real estate, get into sales. Moved to Toronto three years ago. I've had my license and been practicing real estate now for two full years. Mm-hmm. And I've loved it ever since. Love the grind, love the hustle, and Beauty. just being with people every day. Yeah, yeah. That, that is that is like the reason why we, we do this kind of game is like for the people interaction, Without you know? Question. Yeah, for sure. What made you want to move in like your specialty, would you say, is in Toronto? Like, do you do the majority of your work here? I would say definitely the majority is for sure Toronto. Large majority of that is further downtown. That's sort of my pocket. How's uh, that? How did that come to be? Like, did you choose that or did you fall into it? Yeah, I, I, it's kind of a bit of both. I live downtown. It's an area that, you know, I'm really passionate about. It's where my lifestyle sort of leads me to be. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think just my knowledge and the understanding of the downtown market the buildings I've been in almost all of them now so when I first got started I, I, I gotta say that Cody is like a condo connoisseur like he yeah, like he tells he shows me all the good ones what makes a condo good the view is my obviously my most favorite thing you know sure. <laughs> yeah it's one of those things like when I first got into this business I started with leases just it was relatable for who I was working with mm-hmm. and that sort of built my confidence built my understanding of all the buildings and have segued that into buyers and sellers now, which is the main focus of my, my downtown business. Do you find that a lot of people our age are, are only able to lease, or do a lot of people our age buy too? So it's a, it's a, there's a fine line. I find for, for sure the rental market has gotten out of control. It's, it's the highest it's ever been for price per square foot, and it's also at the lowest vacancy rate, which is obviously the factor of why the prices are so high. Hmm. The thing that a lot of people don't understand is there are a lot of bank incentives and programs that are being rolled out now that allow first-time home buyers to really use the bank as a leverage, uh, or use their leverage to really get into the home market. Um, so? Whether it be with matched loans. I know RBC just implemented a loan program where they'll actually match your down payment, permitted that your pre-qualification is adequate to support that. Hmm. Co-signers, guarantors, mom and dad getting involved is another thing that we're really seeing a lot of right now for first-time home buyers. The bank of mom and dad, we've talked about it's, that before. It's huge, and mom and dad nowadays, you know, their homes have appreciated 20, 30, 40, 50% since they've bought. 
So what they're doing is they're pulling a home equity line of credit against their home mm -hmm. to use that cash capital to help their kids or other family members buy and invest in the real estate market. I want to ask you a couple more questions about yourself. Absolutely. So just some opinion stuff. We got yeah, that, you're, that you love working down, downtown. That's your specialty. That's your market right now. What area in Toronto is, in your opinion, is most valuable? So value is a weird question. I find everybody takes value in certain things. My value might be different from what you take value in. If we're talking strictly based on bang for your buck, mm -hmm. there certainly are good places to find value. Right now, I'm, I'm finding, as far as sort of proximity to downtown goes, the junction is an area that I think is still on the up, while prices have obviously risen along with everything downtown. What is what is the junction? Where is that exactly? So the junction is sort of the northwest end of the city. Um, you know, you're still about a 10, 15 minute drive to the downtown core if you want to catch a Jays, Jays or Leafs game. So you're not that far removed, but it's just far enough outside of the core that we're still noticing values a little bit more affordable. My other favorite area, which is a bit more of a long-term play because the price per square foot has risen tremendously over the last six months to a year specifically, is mm -hmm. Leslieville and the East End. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. There's a lot of infrastructure being poured into the East End of the city, new, new transit lines, new shopping places. Is it true Google's going to revamp it or what? I think that's had a huge factor. I mean, right now in the condo market in the East End, uh, we're looking at $1,000 a square foot now as sort of the benchmark. So while affordability might not be there right now, I think the long-term hold on Leslie Villa as a whole, I think you'll be able to see a long-term return three, five, ten plus years. That's my long-term hold play. If you had a choice of where to, if you could live in the city, now it doesn't necessarily mean about like if you could afford it or whatever, mm -hmm. but where would you think that is your favorite place? To be honest, I mean, I'm, I'm a downtown guy. That's sort of my demographic of who I am right now. That's my lifestyle. Eventually, I'll probably move beyond just downtown for where I live. To be honest, I would say the East End is where I would probably invest my money right now. It, it suits my lifestyle, brand new bars, restaurants, boutique shopping, etc. is opening up in the East End. Proximity to downtown and with new transit lines, it'll be very efficient to get there. And I, again, I just think the long-term play is there. The East End it is. What One of the points of doing this is, one, to inform and educate people. Of course. Um, and two is to uh, document my process throughout, you know, a, a millennial trying to make it in this world in Toronto, you know, yep. and in like three, four years from now, hopefully even in the shorter term, we'll have you back on the show. And uh, hopefully and I'm right on all my points. Exactly. <laughs> That's so we could, yeah. we could reach back and be like, remember when Cody said this, you know, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still find tremendous value in the West End. I mean, that's where my, my grandma lives, the Blue West Village area. And again, that's sort of your, your key family area, your, your older neighborhoods uh, mm. for sure. But again, just for me personally, based on my lifestyle and, and what I see the long-term holds, East End is where my, my heart, uh, heart lies right now. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question about uh, pre-construction and condos and the housing market right now Absolutely. and how they all relate together because a lot of people who can't necessarily afford, don't have the capital right now to jump into the real estate market, mm -hmm. but they have enough money to start putting um, a scheduled payment on pre-construction condos. Yep. That has been pretty hot over the last couple of years. What's what's the current state of pre-construction? Are there as many going on or yeah, so is I it mean, as interesting? Pre-construction is... It's a pretty, pretty pretty crazy game right now. And we for people that don't know what pre-construction exactly is, if you want to just explain it in, yeah, your, in so, your words. So pre-construction is effectively when uh, a developer sells a project in advance of it actually starting construction. So what will happen is they will launch floor plans, pricing, and overall renderings of what the project is to look like. And then what you'll do is you'll actually purchase on, site, on a plan, on a site plan. So you're looking at floor plans, orientation in the building, 
and you're basically buying for a long-term play. You're gonna buy today for something that won't be completed for maybe three to four years down the road. The big win in all of this is effectively your long-term appreciation. And like Anthony had mentioned, it's a great way to invest cash on a scheduled payment plan rather than being forced to pay for a mortgage right now because that gets kicked in when the building registers again, three, four years down the road. Because sometimes what happens is uh, like a typical uh, schedule would look something like something up front right away. Yeah, it's often, it's often 15% or a variation of within a first year. So you're looking at 15% of the purchase price cash payments in the first year. And then you fast forward to three years for your final 5% down payment. And then when the building registers is when your mortgage and final closing costs gets gets supported. The pros of something like this would be that you don't have to pay your mortgage interest during Correct. those years and the condo could or yeah, the condo or house could go up in value. Yep. Some of the risks or things that people should be aware of is that, you know, if you want to move into this place in two years, it could get delayed, right? And that could delay you moving Delays in. Delays are a big thing. We're also noticing right now mortgage changes have really been changed this year as of 2018 and we've actually seen a few projects and developers end up not moving forward on their projects there are now three that come to mind that have actually folded and not moved forward and what happens to the people that put their money in they get their money back okay but with no interest i mean their nominal amount of interest three four five six hundred dollars uh so relative to your invested cash flow to what your overall return is if we're looking at you know thirty to fifty thousand dollars cash put down and a year later no projects getting that money back and the market's appreciated at yeah, even conservatively could have 5%. Gone better. It's just, there, there is risk involved, but that's why vetting out developers, looking at flight, uh, floor plans, building orientation are huge. And that, my friends, is why you use a professional. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it can be a straightforward game, but there are a lot of things that you need to know when buying pre-construction. You know, it's not as easy as putting 20% down and waiting. <clears throat> There are a lot of hidden costs to be aware of, for sure. Okay, let's take a step back here. So when you go to a bank's website or you go into a bank and they and you ask what their mortgage rates are, mm-hmm. there's something called a posted rate. So a posted rate is usually like 5%, 6%, you know? Yep. And and what that that's not actually what people approve you at. Um, people will actually get approved much lower, usually like 50% of that, right? But in January, the Canadian government made it mandatory that when you're applying for a mortgage, you have to apply at the posted rate correct? Yeah. And that did, had a little bit of an impact on the housing market. How so? Yeah. So, I mean, we've noticed what, what we were referring to is effectively the stress test. So basically banks have, have come out with a new rule that everybody buying, regardless of your down payment amount, is required to pre-approve at the new posted rate. Mm-hmm. That has basically forced people to pre-approve effectively with more money or it, it's, it's cut their pre-approval down by almost 20%. Hmm. Um, my idea as to why this is all happening in the, in the sort of grand scheme of things is banks now are posting at a considerably higher rate. And I think the reason for that is just because it's a way for them to conservatively test the interest rates. And by doing this and seeing how the market reacts at these higher percentages, five, five and a half percent, it's a very cautious and safe long-term way for them to just progressively hike rates. Because if right now everybody is fine with this 5% posted rate and everybody's still qualifying and affording homes, I think banks are just going to continue that moving forward until 5 or 6% is the normal interest rate. Again, not happening overnight, but I think we're going to see a bit more of a long-term interest rate hike. So that's, that's my assumption on as to why that was implemented. Just recently, a bunch of the big banks, RBC, TD, they uh, increased their interest rates on Friday and on Monday. So Correct. 
Um, are they? Do you think they're doing this to? It's on the fixed rates to push people more to the variable rate mortgages, or is it more the Canadian government p putting pressure on them to do that? Yeah, I think it's a little mix of everything. I mean, to be honest, there's no set way to understand exactly why the banks are doing this. But again, my overall assumption is, if they're pushing more variable rates and the rates continue to rise, when mm -hmm. people go to refinance in a year, two, three years, they're going to be pushed into a higher interest rate. So again, right. So it's I, for their own benefit too. I honestly think so because I think long term the banks are thinking higher interest rates overall. I mean, we're still you know mid mid threes, mid to low threes on on lending rates, mm -hmm. which in the history of lending, it's still relatively cheap to uh, to afford a mortgage right now. All right, all right. In your opinion, with these new interest rates taking effect in the next you know three to six months, how's that going to impact the real estate market? Is the Canadian government smart enough to? ease into it so it doesn't have a major blow or is it going to have a big impact? I don't know. It seems like everything that the government has been doing lately has been to slow things down and it's ended up just speeding things up. Right. Yeah. Um, weird. You I think. mean, mainly in the condo market, we're, we're seeing that push. I mean, houses are, are down around 2% year over year. Certain areas are still doing tremendously well. We're still seeing high appreciation in certain areas and, and a tremendous sort of list to sell ratio going on. To tie it into interest rates, I think it might slow things down a little bit, but it also might force people to lock in mortgage rates or, or pre-approvals rather so that they're holding these rates before they you know increase even more down the road true so that may even have a bump in the real estate market yeah i don't have a crystal ball we'll soon find this guy is so this guy is so smart about how he how he goes about saying i'm trying to grab like an opinionated like forecast or something he's just playing it safe very smart very smart all right so I ask this question to everybody at the end of uh, whenever we have a guest on. I ask the same question all the time. And if there was one thing you wish everybody knew about the real estate market or real estate in general, what would it be? Because you as a realtor, mm -hmm. you know things because you're in the you're in it all the time. You're learning, you're studying, right? Yep. People outside of the real estate market or industry may not know the things that you know. So if there was one thing that you could tell people right now, what would it be? I would say my advice to anybody looking to get into the real estate market, as I hate to put it so bluntly, but honestly, just buy it. I mean, if you are looking to buy something and you find something that lines up eight out of 10, you're in a position where you can purchase a home. Predicting what's gonna happen in the market is impossible. We, we obviously have assumptions and we can you know foreshadow what we think is going to happen, but nobody really knows. If you're buying with the intent to hold for three to five years, you can ride out any ebbs and flows that the market may have and may see and at the end of the day you can live in your investment if you have a lifestyle change or you're moving out of the city again going back to interest uh, sorry uh, rental rates we're an all-time low rents are at an all-time high rent your property out until it you know until the market comes back up if your biggest fear is the market crashing or taking a dive or depreciating you know have that equity down payment going to an actual you know fund for you rather than paying rent right. to somebody else so right. Again, to put it so bluntly, if you're in that position where you can buy or are thinking about buying, just do it. In the long term, it will work itself out and you will be extremely happy that you've done so. Beautiful. As we always say, it is not timing the market, but time in the market that makes your investment grow. Couldn't agree more. If anybody has any questions about renting a place or purchasing a place or selling a place in the Toronto area, Hit up Cody Skripkowski. We'll have his information below. Thank you very much, brother, for having yeah, us on. My pleasure, man. Thank you. Yeah, Until next you, time. Man. Happy to be a resource. This is what they did not teach you in school. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. 
Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Wise Investor. Until next time. This is what they did not teach you in school. We hope to see you soon.